podcast to talk about his Bantamweight title defense against John Doomer at Cage Titans 58 a couple Saturdays ago is the party. Joe Pennyfiel. What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing very well here, coming live to you from Orlando, Florida. Having a great weekend. I have some family in from Ecuador, and they're actually uh, like my my sisters. It's like one of my, she's a cousin I grew up with, and uh, she does well for herself, and she brought her kids, and it was the first time uh, one of my cousins got to meet my other son. So it, it, it's been pretty cool. We've been hanging out all weekend long, kind of just chilling. Went to like a couple kiddie places, like the trampoline parks. You, you mom and dad know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a couple birthday parties, you know. It, it's, it's been fun. It's that type of fun. But uh, the kids go to school tomorrow, and it's time to, to get back to work. I just had a hand surgery uh, the, uh, after a few days when I got back home. Unfortunately, I broke my my metatarsal where I broke it before I had surgery on that hand before because I broke it on uh, on someone else's head, an opponent in Pensacola. And uh, this time we broke it on, on, on John's head because John's too tough. Well, what's the timeline on uh, on the injury? How long are you going to be on the shelf for? I'd say three, four, maybe six months total tops. I'm going to take my time. Um, I think God and uh, life, has its reasons for things so and i'm the type of guy i think every time i've been in a cage titans uh fight you guys have seen a a, be- a better version of the fighter that you've seen before or you you might have seen uh some other things that you might have not uh thought that the party had in his arsenal or in his bag and uh that's what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna go into a, a little bit of a of a uploading phase and, and try to like really upgrade the software that i have Maybe get some new some new things in there, some fans or something. I don't know, but I'm just gonna try to get better overall. And this is gonna, this is something that I've been through before. Injuries happen, and uh, I wish it didn't happen. It actually happened during the fifth round, so uh, it, it took a lot for it to happen. And um, it is what it is. And uh, all respect to John Duma, of course. Man, let's talk about that fight. You you talked about you know fifth round that you broke your hand, but. The four rounds before that, bro, that was uh, monumental. That was history in the making for Cage Titans. I mean, the, the co-main event, we thought that was the fight of uh, the century, basically. And then Joe against John Duma as the main event, man. Bro, let's talk about it. How'd you feel about that fight and, uh, you know, that all-around war you had in there? Yeah, first of all, I want to say thank you to you, Steve. I actually stayed up one night. You know, us fighters, at least I do, you know... Um, you know, some of them like the party, but more than anything, like, I'll go home and I'll spend a lot of time looking up at how people reacted to the to my fights. Because it's, uh, for me, it's really about entertaining. It's like, uh, I want to be respected in that manner more than, res- you know, at the end of the day, like, when everyone's done, I feel like everyone's just a fighter to people. Like, oh, that's that good fighter guy. You know, when you're older, you're like, oh, that's that MMA champion guy. But, um... I also want to be respected in a different manner. Like, I want to be like the Arturo Gotti type of respected in a way. But I want to also be a ch- – I want to, I want to be able to, to go out there and put on performance after performance for anybody that even even uh, when you watch the party and he doesn't win, he's, he's going to give you something you, that you haven't seen. And uh, John Duma was a great great uh, opponent, and I think that's why the, the fight uh, took the course that it, that it took. It became a battle, and then it became a, a war of a, 
uh, of attrition on who was going to break. And um, I had done a lot of um, out, uh, a lot of uh, long distance uh, stuff that for this fight in particular, and um, I made sure I banked on those. You know. Well, as far as the fight itself, my man, um, you know, some people were saying it was close going into the fifth round. What were you thinking, uh, you know, round by round in that fight? What, what, what were you thinking? Like, no, what, what was your I, thought? There, there was no, there, there was thinking, but in, in what goes through my head is I, I really put on a, a, I think about a pace. And it's, I don't know if it's like wrestling. It's a little bit of uh, fighting, wrestling, and running. I've always ran all my life. And I put a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, like a thought and like I do a lot of like thinking and uh, I don't know what, what it's called, maybe visualizing when I'm running, you know, about like my upcoming fights and opponents. And so when it gets to a certain place in a fight, it feels like I'm just like, in a, in a, it's like the fourth mile out of an eight mile jog I'm in. It's horrible. It's hot. I'm sweating. I want to stop. My legs hurt. You know what I mean? Someone's fucking calling me for no reason. <laughs> fucking up my song so it's like uh it becomes that and I, i'm just able to really like i'm not thinking about much but just what uh what techniques are working um and and kind of like in like what's working for me something as easy as going forward instead of going back um you know i knew the left hand was going to land a lot for me and uh it, it did a lot of damage and so did the right hook but um but yeah, there's just certain things I'm thinking about. Mostly, I'm thinking about paces. Like, it's crazy. Uh, if you run or anyone that like likes to run, they know what I mean. It's like once you get like to a certain like uh, level, it's like then you pick it up to like 70 percent, 75, and then I take them to 80, 85, and then I just keep going and I try not to go below like a certain uh, level of RPMs or something in my crazy brain. I'm just trying to keep going and going and going and going and going, either, either with the wrestling or the punching and the kicking. Well, you were going, 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 my man. Uh, you know, me, when I was speaking to my media partners, I was, you know, I was saying, you know, if this fight is, um, is a short fight, I might give, I would have to give the, uh, you know, the, the edge to John, but as, as the fight progresses and gets, you know, deeper into rounds, you know, that's where the party shines, man. Did you feel that? You said, you know, you don't really think of that, but you are thinking of your pace in there, which you spoke about. Were you feeling that, that you were getting, uh, you you know, your your pace was staying there and John's was fading a little bit? Uh, I just feel like he couldn't keep up anymore because of the damage. I feel like his pace was good, but I was also holding him at a really high pace and I feel like it was just, he was always just dragging, you know, a little bit behind, you know, and it was just me pulling us across like um a lot of sudden sprints too i i um it's not just about um people have to do a lot with me i feel like you know i used to not think i was like some athletic freak but all my friends always told me how athletically fucking gifted i was but i'm like i'm not that gifted you know because i'm used to like for me athlete freaks are like I've, I've met some badass guys you know i went to high school with chris johnson he uh he, he uh was a running back for uh, Tennessee Titans and shit. Super fast guy. And this guy was made out of fucking, he had an eight pack when we were in high school. And this dude was just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He was a real athlete. I'm like, I got a fat belly. I can barely bench press much. But man, I've wrestled all my life. And if I put you in a bear hug or anything, like I'm super strong, super powerful. And uh, yeah, I, I think the fight was great. John and me put on a crazy pace. And um, 
he was just able to do a lot of things. And I don't know how we were able to just keep going and going. The grappling was crazy. Got to give it up to John, man. I was stuck in there. I looked at the time. I was in, uh, in his front headlock, and he was on top of me with that freaking head and arm for, like, three minutes total, like, during the whole, like, control with me being on bottom. And, man, it was dangerous. But uh, I, I was smart, man. I think people will downgrade my jujitsu just because I don't, I'm not uh, – it doesn't say black belt next to my name. But I I go – like, black belts is, like, I have so many black belts here in Orlando and in Florida. I my my neighbors are black belts out here. Nice, man. Well, the Brazilians are doing you well, bro, because you looked fabulous in that cage. I mean, yeah. like you said, you were stuck in a, you know, a dangerous spot here and there with John. But as far as your takedown defense and nulling a lot of John's grappling, uh, man, he was going from some takedowns. You were stuffing it, man. So it must have been frustrating on his end, you know, not getting them. Could you feel that frustration in John or, or you know, was he just keeping the game face on as always? I think John was really hurt in the first round, uh, damage-wise, more than we think. I think you saw the fight the same way I would have scored it, uh, more of a 4-1. to one. A lot of people, for some reason, gave John the first round, I think due to him coming back after I hit him. After I, but the thing is, like, I hit him with these real serious barrages where I think a lot of people see my getting cornered and put against the cage and him swinging on me a few times. Um, he connected, I feel like, a few times uh, solidly, but there was a lot of rolls, a lot of like weird things that I do where like I put, uh, I, I, I cross block and I'll use my forearms and I'll move my head and I'll do this and I'll grab. And maybe people don't see that as much and you just see me moving really fast and him throwing punches and they think I'm getting hit. So um, I feel like he really got damaged in the first round. And after that, it was kind of like after the, the second round was his like, uh, his biggest like, another like his, one of his last stanzas in the war and then um from the third round on like i said i, I knew what it, what it was going to be I, I couldn't stop hitting john if i whenever i stop hitting john if you notice in the fight he comes back with a uh, a wave of action and that's the way you have to beat that dude you can't give him you gotta fucking you gotta keep active on him keep poking and poking and poking if you don't keep poking him he He's not gonna just sit there. He's gonna walk you down, and he's gonna he's gonna take you out. And so I knew by the by the second round, my corner kept calling for it. Big shout out to Zach Searle. People don't think Zach doesn't uh, uh, doesn't do any doesn't doesn't do anything for the fighters, but Zach does. Besides being an idiot and talking shit when he probably shouldn't, he's an idiot. But he's my buddy. And he, he and I'll go back there and I'll tell him what we're gonna do and he's like okay and then we'll be in there and we'll improvise uh, and that's what kind of happened and he, we were like we can't walk backwards anymore on John I thought I might have been able to move and dance pick him apart that way but then I realized that with him it was gonna take a lot more uh, pushing him back for uh, to to clearly get the victory and then after the third fourth and fifth round I think it, I think everyone saw what happened I think it was just a he was just damaged enough that I was able to sprawl and get on top of him and do certain things. I think that um, normally, I think when he was at 100% strength, he wouldn't. It wouldn't be like that, you know. As far as you know, the end of the fight, and uh, you know they're they're getting ready to wrap that belt around you, defending it again, man. What was that thought going through your mind? I mean, Cage Titans. 
every time you fight there, there's something different added to the show to make it even, you know, as they say, just raising the bar. And, and Cage Tyson does it every show. You know, what was that feeling when you, uh, you know, you beat one of the toughest guys you probably fought in your career and you were getting that belt wrapped around you again? What was the thought in your mind then? I, re I really couldn't believe it, Steve. It was it was insanity, man. I really didn't think it was going to be... Uh, I, you know, like, I really... How do I put this? Like, these guys, I put in my head, the opponents, I make them out to be uh, monsters in my head. Like, like, like guys that I really have to, like, uh, go out there and take, man, you know, because they're trying to kill me. And... Uh, and I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get to my dream. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I have to paint these guys. I have to, I don't know. I just visualize it differently than some of these guys. I'm, I'm really thinking we're going into war. That's why by the time like weigh-ins and stuff happens, I kind of change, and I'm more of like that that party guy that you guys want to see on the stage. Um, but when I'm at home and then when I'm around my friends, I'm fucking a regular normal person. But just getting that title around my, my waist meant a lot to me because it was a full circle thing. Uh, I was able to really beat a tough opponent that uh, and and really remind everyone who I was. And I think everyone, including uh, certain fighters that were at attendance and weren't at attendance, anyone. In, I, I only fight. Steve, I only like to fight the best. So if I'm like one, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, like, I don't... One that like when have you seen me fight like there hasn't been like a fight in New England maybe in a while that you've seen me fight anyone that isn't a dangerous opponent guys have, guys have missed weight behind the scenes guys have, you know what I mean like, yeah tons, like it's but Joe does not care Joe doesn't do anything pay me a little bit and we get this popping right away and uh, it's gonna stay like that I only want the best and the best means guys that are trying to get into the UFC who have just left the UFC, um, guys with bigger name tags that might have fought in the UFC, whoever they are, you know. Well, that... That was going to be my last question to you, Joe. We just released we just released our rankings today, uh, the New England rankings, the professional and amateurs. You are the number two guy on the list, and the only guy in front of you right now is uh, Rico DeShula, who we all know was just on the on the Ultimate Fighter show. He's back in town. We don't know if he uh, won. What's his deal? If he's going to UFC? If he's going to stick around? But there's a bunch of guys on that list, and there's a couple that aren't on that list. That were in the UFC, but they're back in New England and uh, fighting locally. Are you looking to uh, keep raising that bar and fight the best? Is you know, is Rico a couple of those guys that you mentioned uh, that were in the UFC that are around? Are those your next targets if you uh, choose to come back to New England and defend that title? Listen, me and the boss man Mike Pover will always put together the best fight possible when the party comes into New England. There's no. Uh, there's no uh, hiding anyone. You know, we're going to offer the fight to whoever wants it and whoever's available at the time that uh, we're trying to make the day for. Right now, uh, obviously, I'm uh, still getting ready to come back and recover from this injury. But when I'm back, uh, it's not going to be... Uh, this isn't boxing. I'm not going to... I'm not looking for, like, a little... Uh, what's it called? Like, a start-me-up fight or whatever they call it. Like, warm-me-up. I'm looking for the biggest head, the biggest name... And you guys already know who it is and who, who what they want. Because they want me. These guys need me. Or else they fight unnamed, boring, uh, nameless fighters with no style. They won't talk shit. And no one will want to see them. 
So if you want to keep fighting those guys, those guys can fight those guys. Or they can come see me at Cage Titans, and everyone can get their biggest bang for their buck. You come see Cage Titans, and if the party's on the show, 100%, you know it's going to be packed. You're going to have Barrett. You're going to have somebody on. You're going to have a couple names on that card. Trust me. Mike Povera knows how to do it. I feel like we're raising the bar at Cage Titans. I consider myself a Cage Titans family member. And whenever uh, I fight for Cage Titans, I'm going out there and I'm trying to make it the biggest fight possible. So you already know I'm going to be talking the most shit and trying to get the most blood on everyone's uh, clothes cage side, just like they were last time. So, so. Uh, all right, my man. Hey, hey, Joe. Make sure you pay attention to our Instagram because we threw all those posters up and there's total nut chatter going on as it is, man. And it could be fun for you to get, you know, get in there and, uh, you know, speak your own voice there. All right, my man? All right. Thank you so much. I will. I will. I'll get on there with, the, with everyone. All right, my man. Uh, thank you for the time, as always, Joe. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And as, as everyone knows, you're a totally different guy out of that cage. Um, you're a good guy in that cage and out of it, but you are a special kind of yeah. human being, man. You're, 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 you're made different, bro. That's what I was saying that night, doing that uh, commentary on your fight, man. You're, you're just made different, man. Yeah, thank you so much. And like I said, it's always... Uh, I always got to credit the dance partner, man. Just like uh, Muhammad Ali had his guy, Joe Frazier. Everyone has, has to have someone to, to really push you and, and push your your uh, your spirit to that, that that type of point. If it wasn't for John, if it was a different type of fighter, maybe I, I wouldn't have woken up and had that, that fire in me. And uh, I thank John for that a lot. I think his career is going to go really well. Um, and he's going to continue to do great things. There you go, my man. Well, thank you again, my friend. Uh, we'll talk real soon, and uh, we'll be uh, checking in on that hand on you, bro. No worries. Later. Take it easy, okay? All right, my man. Talk soon.